0: Hello and welcome to the Truth Labyrinth Podcast. This is J.R. Everhart. Some call me minister, others call me pastor. Most call me friend. Uh, today is a very special episode because I am going to answer a question that uh, one of my listeners had left in uh, the review section of uh, the Apple Podcast. Um, and I love this sort of thing. I really enjoy answering questions, and I guess I should say also, because I'm really, really bad at the business end of this stuff, Um, I get so wrapped up in in teaching and counseling and and just so in love with... um, You know, sharing the truth that God has revealed to me with you guys that uh, I forget to do things like ask you to please review this podcast. Please give us five stars. Please leave us a comment and let us know how this podcast is blessing your life. Uh, this encourages us, you know, on this end. And, um, you know, if there's some way we can pray for you. Uh, Please, you're welcome to leave that. If you have a question, you can leave that. There's also a Facebook profile for the Truth Labyrinth, as well as an Instagram account. You're welcome to leave questions there. Um, I'm probably on Facebook more than I am Instagram, but... uh, I love questions. I love it when people are interested in learning about the Bible and learning about who God really is and how the Bible truly describes uh, His character and His love and His grace and His mercy. Um, so that's what today's podcast is about. Today's podcast is uh, answering a question that was left uh, on Apple here. So the question is, uh, how do you contrast our anger and God's anger uh, or the anger that we feel is a coping mechanism, uh, and the anger that God has felt in reaction to his creation suffering. Uh, do humans experience righteous anger? Thanks. Um, yeah, well, I mean, um, there's a handful of questions here we need to dig into. If you go back about five or six episodes on this podcast, you will see uh, I did it, an episode called understanding anger. And in that there's a ton of information that will describe to you in, uh, in, in, in depth clarity that, um, our, what, what our anger looks like basically is what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, go back to that and kind of take a look at that because I think that's going to give you a deeper view of, um, how we use our anger as a coping mechanism, things like that. So that kind of answers that. But how does it contrast with God's anger? Well, that's a that's a really good question. All these are really good questions. Um, you know, our anger many times, as I listed in the Understanding Anger episode, um, you know, is based or founded out of fear. Uh, some use anger as a manip- manipulative tool. You have to control others. Um, yes, we can experience righteous anger. I think I actually did a little bit of homework on this and looked up the definition of righteous anger. Uh, it's, it is typically a reactive emotion of anger over mistreatment, insult, or malice of another. Um, the Bible says, "Do not sin in your anger." Uh, Yes, we can have a righteous anger. Uh, They give the example of how Jesus drove the moneylenders out of the temple. Um, Anytime that your anger is based in um, the mistreatment of someone else, uh, like say you see someone abusing a, a homeless person on the street or something, and that makes you angry to want to defend them, that is a righteous anger. You know when Jesus walked into the temple and seen the money changers in there doing business inside the temple man that was a that was a huge no no you know it, those guys knew exactly what they were doing you know it was not some I mean, we kind of live in a society now to where a lot of big churches have a gourmet coffee shop in there and and its own Christian bookstore and, you know, all that kind of stuff or whatever. That's not what we're talking about here. No, this was in inside the temple where people worshiped, where the presence of God was in behind the curtain in the Holy of Holies. And this was just a blatant spit in the face to God and extremely disrespectful and, um. Jesus had righteous anger well up in him. And he knocked over the tables and, you know, uh, you know, told them to get out and, you know, what kind of heathens they were and, you know, all that kind of jazz. Um, but don't ever confuse righteous anger with self-righteous anger, which is coming from a different place in us. Self-righteous anger kind of comes from being intolerant of others' opinions and behaviors, uh, being smudgingly moralistic, you know kind of being on a high horse, thinking that you have like a superiority kind of you know complex going on or you think you're better or no more than someone else um, yeah that that's a whole different thing altogether so to answer your question yes we we can experience righteous anger uh it's it's a anger is a two edged sword <laughs> you know, and I would really encourage you to go back and listen to my my episode on understanding anger because it paints that out in a much clearer light um and then talking about um the other aspect of this was uh the anger that God has felt in reaction to his creation's suffering. Now, I am assuming that you are talking about people and you say creations, not, you know, plants and animals. Um, the Bible says that all of creation in terms of plants and animals are crying out for the curse to be lifted and for the return of Christ. Um, that's in Psalms, I believe. So that's kind of how I would address that. Um, but his reaction to the sufferings of his people is a whole nother thing. Um if you go to, let me see here, I think I looked it up. If you go to Revelation 6, um, the fifth seal, when that is opened, it is the cry of the martyrs. Uh, a martyr is someone who was murdered or killed because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And there has been literally millions of people over the years who have been martyred. Um if you're interested in that subject, I would highly suggest Fox's Book of Martyrs, which is a a record of um, the martyrdom that had happened during the days of Rome and throughout the Dark Ages. It's a very powerful book. Uh, it's not something a lot of people talk about, you know, these days. Uh, in Nero's day, they were killing Christians by the thousands. Um, you know, they were hanging them on you know stakes in the streets and burning them at the stake to light the streets at night and they they say that you could hear and this is even accounts of these these events that happened that are outside the bible <clears throat> um they said you could hear the screams of christians being tortured throughout the night you know things like that they threw them in the, into the arenas uh with wild hungry animals um, you know, and stuff like that. They were basically killing Christians as entertainment. Um, you know, and that's, that's one of many different, you know, things. Um, all of the apostles of the new Testament were martyred except for John. And they tried to boil John to death and then finally banished him to a, to an Island, um, to where he, you know, finally lived out his, his days and died of natural causes. But, you know, um, the martyrs, you know, is a is a big thing, you know. And here in Revelation 6, uh, the martyrs are crying out to, to Jesus, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwelled on earth? And it says, Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest for a little while longer, until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed in the tribulation uh, was with them and and that was complete, so God is every bit going to avenge the you know the shed blood of the martyrs uh, when he comes back and that's the thing that you need to understand about jesus's return when Jesus came the first time he came to save the world and to give us the you know, the instant access to the throne room of God through the shedding of his blood and through the repentance of our sins. Um, And now we are living under God's grace and mercy because of that covenant through Christ. When he comes back in the book of Revelation, he's coming back to judge the wicked. It's going to be a whole different game, you know. The Bible says, "Seek ye the Lord while He may be found." That means there's coming a day in the tribulation where you're you're going to pray and not find God. You know, so that's why it's this is a life and death thing. You know, Um, and now is not the time to be playing church games and to be playing games. You know, with our salvation, we need to get serious about serving God and seeking holiness. Um, But things, getting back to the question, things that that I, I looked up some some stuff here that. Uh, makes God mad, to kind of give you an idea of what his anger looks like. His anger is always righteous, uh, and it's always just. But um, stubbornness, idolatry, gossip, pride, uh, adultery, rebellion, um, uh, backsliding into an old lifestyle, uh, sin, obviously is a big one. I think you could probably walk up on the street and ask somebody what what God is totally not cool with and sin would probably be at the top of that list. Uh, Spiritualism, you know, having a form of godliness but being kind of a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, Wickedness, you know, these are all things that, you know, has ignited God's wrath and anger in the Old Testament. And God kind of gets a bad rap for a lot of this because... The enemy is really good at making him out to look like he's just some, you know, angry old man that is looking to crush us because, you know, we're all wretched and he is holy. And that's not at all what's going on here. The truth of a lot of this Old Testament stuff is that God gave us his law and his, and his commandments because he loves us. You know, And he gets righteously angry when we do things that hurt ourselves or victimize other people. And I think every single human being on this planet has dealt with that to some degree or another in their life. Uh, they have both been a victim of someone else's anger or victimized someone else, whether they even realized it or not, with murderous words that they've said, especially if you're someone who struggles with gossip or something like that. So the enemy is, is really good at, at getting non-believers and even a lot of Christians, so-called Christians, into believing that God is the author of you know, all the world's suffering and you know uh, all the, the, the junk that is happening down here, and he's really not. He's usually inside all that suffering and all that discord and chaos trying to pull purpose out of it. Uh, we are the ones that choose to turn our backs and walk in rebellion, not God. God never turns off. He doesn't have an off switch. You know, he's always there seeking you, trying to draw you to him. Uh, the word tells us that he says, come sit down with me and let's, let's talk about things. Let's, let's reason things out. Let's get you back on track and lay a foundation of restoration in your life. Um, That's the true identity of God. The problem is, is we tend to recreate God in our image, you know, and make him as fallible as we are and make him, you know, you know, just this nasty entity that is constantly angry with us. And uh, that is a lie from the enemy. And that is a tactic that the enemy uses on a daily basis to separate people from God. Uh, Don't buy any of that stuff. Because that's it's not true. It's just not true. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we are. You know, that's where we are with this question. I hope I answered that. Uh, you know, to your to your liking. I hope that you know kind of clarifies some things for you. Um, and again, if anyone else wants to ask me questions, I used to open up the uh, Facebook profile. I have a, another profile called restoration ministries which is actually my ministry which is actually the the official quote-unquote ministry that that i am pastor of and it's just it's an online community of believers that uh um you know have come to me over the years and have followed my journey uh with, with christ uh, i used to you know do a lot of question and answer on that profile and that's kind of i've kind of gotten laxed with keeping up with that because I got busy, you know, teaching recovery and doing recovery based counseling and then you know, decided to start the podcast. So I guess I really need to go back to that, but you're welcome to to go to that profile as well. Restoration Ministries, ask me questions there. Truth Labyrinth has a, has a profile on Facebook. You can ask me questions there. You can send me private messages on either one of those if it's something that you don't want to put out there for the world to see. I am open to all that stuff. I love question and answer stuff. I will continue to do more of these um, listener question questions um, you know, episodes, if you send me some questions, would would love to answer your questions. Uh, please, again, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. You know, not because I'm trying to build an empire here, because I'm really not. I'm just trying to get the message of Christ out to as, as many people as I can, as God has revealed it to me. Um, and again, leave me a review. You know, give me five stars on Google Podcasts or um Apple Podcast, wherever it is that you're listening to this, I think most of the streaming sites offer a review, you know, uh, uh, aspect of the podcast, and uh, give me some feedback and let me know where you, you know, how where you are and how this is, how this is encouraging you. Okay, I pray you guys have a great week and an awesome weekend, in Jesus' name.